0: welcome welcome back to the marshall street podcast this is uh a return it's been a while between drinks isn't that right
1: marshall it has indeed this is the lockdown special COVID edition
0: we did we did one of those um we have but but now we're doing a remote covid edition
1: yeah we haven't done an isolated one yet in two separate houses
0: that's correct so this is the first this is the first for us yep it's probably it's probably going to be awesome
1: well it's because i'm you should set your
0: expectations pretty high
1: that is right yep so let's get straight into it stewie what have you been doing during covid so everyone knows we're in lockdown stage four so you can't leave your house there's a curfew what are artists doing in lockdown stewie what have you been doing so,
0: well, we, we officially closed the studios, what, a week and a half now, last, last week or exactly a week ago.
1: I don't know what time um, is anymore.
0: Well, it's Wednesday. So we locked it, locked it down last Wednesday.
1: Oh yeah. Makes sense. Um, Checks yeah, out. So,
0: um, so since then I ha- I basically took all my gear home. So I had the, I had the room set up, um, at the studios with my drums, guitars, all my interface everything so I didn't bring my drums home because there's not enough room but brought all my guitars home brought my mic microphone uh just my vocal mic home just in case we wanted to do something like this or if I wanted to sing or something like that um brought my guitars home so if I could plug them straight into my interface um if I have any ideas my keyboard all of that so all of the options available for songwriting um and yeah I have been doing a little bit of that i made a fucking drum and bass song the other week and it was uh interesting
1: nice did,
0: yeah it was for the uh Is Beat that the one collective. you posted? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was for the collective it. and it's
1: good. Thank you. I saw it and then chose to keep on scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hey, I'll check out the did. next one though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, I've just um I've been I've set myself a schedule. I've kind of loosely been sticking to it. I have been, um, you know, actively looking for bands to reach out to bands and artists to reach out to, you know, for half an hour or so every morning. Um, which has been good. I had a, um, consultation with a band called stacks yesterday. That was good. Just kind of talk about where they're at. Um, which was great. So yeah, I hopefully can, Do more of them if if possible. Otherwise, I'll just keep songwriting. I've got um, what sort of
1: um that's sick. The consultations are dope. What sort of stuff did they Mm. ask?
0: Um, they wanted to know a little bit more about like recording in a in a professional studio and kind of how you would go about that. More like you know if if you have song, they didn't really know much about the pre production process. So I just kind of walked them through how I go about that and the benefit of pre-production um and yeah, was pretty sick yeah nice it's good times so that was good um yeah and i know that there's a few mixed jobs coming up so i'll get into them when they get sent through but yeah that's about me what about you
1: yeah i've been doing the uh opposite of a schedule for the last week or so i've been um nice. playing it as it lies as they say um my fucking In marijuana the rough. In the rough. Weed intake is through the roof, so that's good news for everyone listening. Uh, (laughs) um, I've been kind of just taking some time, doing some self-reflection, meditating, listening to a lot of music. Again, kind of like just really listening, listening. Um, Sick. Just kind of getting caught up in music, which has been fucking fun. Um, Yeah, nice. Yeah, kind of took some, just unplugged, took some time off just give it with the intent to not do anything It was kind of like fuck it there's no deadlines during this period there's no yep. fucking no one's waiting and shit if they are fuck them they can wait um just kind of going internal and fucking looking and thinking about things um the last couple of days have been awesome I'm like fuck I've been feeling my get my juices going again got some cool shit uh, on the no horizon no one wants to know
0: about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh business juices Stewie let's keep this professional here mate um yeah good stuff but no it's been good um yeah, had a nice. chat with um Ben, with Towski. Uh did the you the other day? Yeah. How's that guy going? Fuck, man. We've I I think we've had two calls. Like every ten days or so, fucking one of us will call each other and we'll just yep. like and I will be in like hysterics laughing like his yeah. points of view on his view on life is some of the funniest <laughs> shit I've heard like it is I I hung up and I was like man I felt so much better from being on the phone with him <laughs> it's as good as it's so good yeah he's a funny like what? funny person why I was do you telling think
0: I love love recording him he's oh
1: dude it's like he's, he's so we should get him on the fucking remote podcast we, he needs to put That's out more audio for his thoughts on shit. <laughs>
0: Not a bad idea. Let's, we'll make that happen for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Where's Biscuit? Can Biscuit make an appearance in the podcast?
0: No, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Biscuit for those that don't know, is is he's, he's my dog. His name's Bicky. Um,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. So I guess let's kind of get a little bit more into, you know, kind of more of what we usually do in our podcasts is, which is try and discuss topics and give, um, you know, some advice based on our experience and working in the recording studio and, you know, working in the music industry and and things like that. So I guess this being a bit more of a weird sort of period in time, it's kind of cool to think about, okay, how are things changing? And, you know, how can you try and get ahead of, others who might be not as reactive to the current situation and might be kind of um, thinking more, um, you know, glass half empty Mm. in a way. So I think, um, yeah, did did you have any thoughts straight off the bat of like
1: how things are changing? (laughs) I don't know why I put the microphone to my mouth to clear my throat then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Look, it's the glass half empty. I think it's it's easy to get sucked into a mind state of needing to be productive during this time. Um, and I think by putting these internal deadlines or pressures that we just make up, by putting them on yourselves, we come up with this oh, glass half. I think we just got to make sure that the people, like the artist, the person below the artist is good. Like make sure everyone's sweet. And I think whatever productivity looks like for the individual is what they should do at this point. I think that's kind of Mm. step one, is just recognizing that this is a unique position and it's not something we've seen before. Um, So not being super fucking harsh on yourself um, about things that you would have otherwise, such as schedule or daily routine or um, things Mm. like that. Um, And then also just understand like everyone's, everyone's going through the same thing. Like, I mean, by people in different countries, but it's kind of like um it just is what it is i think you can't look at it from a negativity you just gotta go okay well fucking shit's changed we're not going to have concerts we're not going to have big venues we're not going to have fucking festivals over new years um i think i think it's taken some of the um the the things that you make music for um, I guess off the table. So now it kind of gives you a bit more freedom just to what you do creatively. Cause you can be like, all right, look, mm. I'm just going to fucking game and stream for fucking, you know, a couple of months because mm. guess what? There isn't going to be big shows. Like it's, mm. it, there just isn't. Um, yeah, but you can still get out and do shit with in front of people. You can still engage with an audience. You can still, whether it's right tracks or mm. learn n- new shit, right? New shit, learn a new instrument. Um, you've started teaching me drums during kind of this. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's kind of like it's, you've just got to find another creative outlet, um, as well as I guess trying to pivot and manage ways to generate income through stuff like that. So I think well, it's that's kind the of...
0: thing. Yeah, I, I was having that a similar conversation to, to Stacks yesterday, and, and we were talking about look, live gigs. There's a there's a very, you know, a very big chance that they won't come back till midtime next year, like June or something or even later next year. So that is one thing that you can completely eliminate from your planning or even just even thinking about it because, you know, it's just something that, yeah, it's just something that's not there. So how do you balance your time? You know, you don't have to put all of your time and mental energy into, you know, what you're doing as a creative person. If even if you're doing it full time, there is leeway for you to to take some time away from it now because, like you said, there's there's not as much pressure on deadlines and things like that. I guess the the flip side to that though is if you do want to, you know, be more um, prolific, you have the chance to do that because there's really not anything stopping you
1: technology-wise. Mm, there's no um, barrier to entry now; like it's no literally. You... Like, no
0: one's got expectations on mm. on how produced your music needs to be. A good song's a good song at the end of the day. So, you know, you, you really can make yeah. do with, with what you've got. And, you know, there's people like me out there that have the gear at home to be able to help with it. So, you know, there's people you can reach out to to give it a bit of a polish. It doesn't have to be the most, you know, radio-friendly mix or anything like that. A good song is a good song. So...
1: Yeah. That's kind of I how mean, I, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And what I was going to say there is, I mean, um, Beastie Boys put out a whole album called Some Old Bullshit. It was literally just mm. fucking old, like, you can go through and pick up old tracks that you haven't fucking played through that are, you know, you haven't played in years. And be like, oh, right, fuck it, For COVID, we're just going to go and fucking play and demo some old tracks. Like, you can do yeah. anything. But I think in terms Absolutely. of, yeah, live shows, definitely, I'd 100% just take live shows off the table. Um, don't yeah. even think about them um the like, for the bigger artists i'd say the reason to think about them or if you've got a booking agent the reason you do want to be included in the mix is because although they're all going to get canned um when they get re-announced you want to be first up so it's like all right well we're yeah. on the first announcement now that they get re-announced you know we're still in the fucking lineup. that's really the yeah. reason to be in the mix but they're not going to go ahead um yeah and and then um so i'd be going cool well if you're not going to fucking get 100 people in a room together if you're an artist you've still got to try to build your audience like spotify is fucking huge right now so many people listen yeah. to music spend instead of working on your live set like find who are curating some fucking playlists find some people in some countries that you wouldn't have usually reached out to Send some emails in that regard. Try get some placements on Spotify. You know, um, find out how playlisting works a bit better. Go more in depth. Is there more shit you can learn about that? Because you can build some huge fucking numbers off some pretty fucking basic and kind of fundamental understanding of Spotify. Um, yep. And fucking it means that your your stock for your artist, your fucking net worth of the artist, your perceived value is going to go up because once shows get announced, you're probably going to have a higher fucking booking fee. If you've got an extra 10, 20,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, like you're going to be in the mix for better shows once they reopen.
0: Yep. I do want to talk about that a little bit more and kind of a bit of a trend that I've been seeing, um, online, which is people, um, directing everyone to somewhere else, you know, for example, if they're on Instagram, they're like, go to my Spotify to listen to my song, go to my YouTube, do this, do that. And it's kind of like, you're not really thinking about how you can use that pro- profile, that platform to the best of your ability. The reason why Instagram is there is, is so that you can do things like go live, you know, upload small video clips, behind-the-scenes footage, you know, photography, all these things that you've built up over time, hopefully, um, and using that to your advantage and remembering that these days it's not enough to just be, here's my song. You know, you can't just direct people to your music. At the end of the day, the music is what you want people to hear. I totally get that, but it's not enough, in my opinion, to to just release music. And that's it. Cause no mm. one, why, why would someone um, choose to listen to you over someone else? If, if there's no other, you know,
1: if they don't know you.
0: Yeah. If they don't know you. And even looking back, you know, 10, 15 years, it still rang true then that the biggest artists, you know, i using example, someone like Hanson, do you remember that Hanson? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like everyone knew who they were. They were three brothers. They, everyone, the, their super fans knew exactly what, no, nah, there's three in the band. Huh. Well, you didn't obviously know about them, but <laughs> <their> <laughs> super fans did. but their fans knew so much about them that they, you know, how they grew up, what instruments they played, how they learnt their instruments, all that sort of stuff.
1: How did they learn that their instruments? That stuff is oh,
0: – you know what I mean? <laughs> don't, give, don't give me shit. Um, yeah, so that was so important for people to have more of an understanding about who they were listening to even back then. But now with the amount of different music that you can listen to at your fingertips, you don't have to pay for it to, to, to be able to access music these days. Um, so, I think that that's something that's really important to think about, especially now when there's so much spare time. You can really be uncovering yourself, um, you know, going backstage as such. It's not, you know, actually backstage. Where would they go but backstage? They are showing at? people.
1: <laughs> Stop picking at everything I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just confused. What, where are we backstage?
0: Well, behind the scenes is more an accurate right. term. I... I suppose. Yeah.
1: No, look, you are you are absolutely right there, Stewie. And I think the other thing they can do is just like online networking. Like for mm. as little as fucking literally an hour a day, you can just go through and meet people in Insta and email people and because everyone's online now, there's mm-hmm. no, as I said, other real pressures of extreme deadlines that are on. Like literally online network, um, reach out mm-hmm. to people, asking, hey man, do you know anyone at fucking such and such label? Um, you know, who, can you introduce me to this person? just kind of get back to, I guess, the core fundamentals of stuff and, um, mm. and let, the, uh, let the cards kind of fall where they will, I guess. Yeah. yeah
0: it's a really good time because there, there isn't a barrier like there used to be to, you know, we used to think that people that were, you know, in the music industry, it's like this like secret space. It you is. You know, like you had to, it was like almost Illuminati
1: isn't it? You know, I thought yeah. it still was.
0: <laughs> like you had to be someone, like you had to have worked. And maybe you did have to work your ass off to get to where, and you still do, I'm sure. But you know what I mean? Like there was like this, like, oh, how do they get yeah, to be like that? like
1: behind this mystic red curtain of the music industry. Yeah. And but I think now it's like, kind
0: of like... Well, everyone's, that.
1: Got, everyone's got options. Like you can back before it's like, if you didn't have access to Sing Sing or if you didn't have the money to get in a studio, it was very yeah. hard to be able to record and have your music heard by people outside when you were directly playing it. So, yeah. it's, so it's like now that all those barriers have been bit by bit stripped away through the internet, through um, distribution, through all of these things now being accessible to everyone, like you 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 can, obviously you said, you, you know, the worst, not the worst, there's no right or wrong, But Mm. what people want to start doing is going, okay, especially independent artists, we can have access to all this distribution and it's super sweet. You pay a low fee, you pay 20 bucks a year and you get to release anything you want and it gets pitched Mm -hmm. to Spotify and shit. Um, And, and then, but take more, I guess, onus over the, what happens after like the release of it. It's like, yeah, just not just dropping it onto the internet and hoping it does something like, that's the thing. Yeah. And this is,
0: this is, yeah, it's like oh, listen to my song. It's like, well, yeah. why should
1: I? But it's and you know? like, but there's even I found for me it was um, going and just seeing how other people did it. Like it's kind of like you don't know what you don't know, and I think artists can coming up if you haven't heard of a release plan or a release campaign you're like what is that like you haven't heard it before and then mm. there's a lot of people who make up and there's no right or wrong but it's kind of like by exposing yourself to how other people do shit and how they put out this go ask fucking 10 artists hey man when you mm. release a song what happens do you reach out mm. to editors yourself do your management mm. like ask them because um, they're all going to come back with 10 different things and you'll probably pull 10 bits of useful information out that you can use towards your next release But I think sometimes yeah, sure. we get stuck in the thinking of I oh, mean, this is what I did for last release And so this is what i'm going to do here There's it's usually it takes something going really bad for us to have to go. Okay. Fuck now I need to rebuild everything. I really need to take mm. this shit seriously. This last one fucking flops now. I got to do something um, yeah but cause it's,
0: it's, yeah, there's, there's steps that you can take to try and in, to maximize the song's potential. Like, you know, and if even, you're not covering all of your bases and, you know, some people don't even send out press releases and things like that. It's like, well, you, 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 you can't expect to, to get, something out of it when how do you expect someone to hear about you in, in the media or in the, you know, music publication world, how can you expect them to hear about you? They're not going to, they're not looking on Spotify for random artists. You've got to always think they've got more things to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. You've got to always think like these, if you're a starting artist or starting out grassroots, if you know, say you're fucking, Um, you know, sub 10,000 on socials and everything like you've got to be thinking, all right, how do I get the people who don't know of me to know me? It's not a matter of, oh man, everyone fucking Mm -hmm. knows me and let's just release hits. Like you've got to think people out there who have no idea who you are. How do you get in front of them? Um, This is exactly
0: how people get stuck in that. um, Only their friends and family know about them stage, which is super common. And even with live gigs, live gigs obviously is a really great way for people that don't know you to be able to find you because you play with your, their, their friends bands and they're there to support their band, their friends band. And then your band is playing as well. Great, great exposure. But think about the internet, like how many million (laughs) people are on the internet? Like it's crazy.
1: Oh, and you literally a DM away from talking to anyone. Um, and again, how you go about that is completely personal. If you just jump straight in and fucking start asking for features and shit, you're probably, no one's going to reply to you. Um, mm. So, and then the other thing I think artists should do is go in and, and really kind of try to separate their own ego from it, but look at how other people release it. Scroll your, through your feed, even if you don't like the music, like separate yourself from the creative content of it and just literally go, cool. How are they putting this out? Like if big artists are only giving shit a week lead time as they have been for the last year or longer, Mm. two years, Mm. like, um, is it needed that I am spruiking my single for four weeks? Like, and you go do cause man, like I can tell you, if I see out in four weeks coming soon track in four weeks, if I see that shit for three weeks, I'm already sick of the fucking track and it's not out yet. Like, you had my <laughs> attention in the first post. You go, know, hey, track out now. If I'm in the fucking yeah. mood, I'll click. If not, sorry, you might get me on the next run. But yeah. four weeks of being in front of someone's face going, hey, coming soon is not the right approach, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. And again, two years ago, I would have told you something different. Um, so these things constantly change. How we service and how we release tracks has changed in fucking the last six months so yeah it's not just it's never a cookie cutter and it's never a fucking set and forget um, but the best way is just look at what other artists are doing what worked for them what didn't work for them um, if you can kind of separate your own ego from it go how did this make you feel so you know did this feel really salesy to you do you think this was done well what do you like about this artist um, all those sort of things it's just super easy to document it put it together um, and then each release bit by bit just gets fucking tighter and tighter you start realizing that fuck i'm emailing the same people who run the same publications every fucking release let's be mm-hmm. friends with them then all of a sudden you know you've got eight to ten to fifteen people in your extended network that are always across your tunes that you're emailing that you're talking to now you're fucking in the system now you're in the illuminati circles but you've made it yourself like you've initiated those conversations with the people that are fucking and it's not by going in and penetrating these fucking so it's by going in and literally doing the job that you should be doing Doing. If servicing your track you're going to be talking to publications form good relationships with them if you're putting shit out with your distribute d- distributor who are they form those relationships with them um, it's like what Tony Jack the Bear says he goes the best way to get your foot in, in the door is to build your own fucking door it's like just go and mm-hmm. make all the relationships yourself they're out there they're just real people start emailing yep. just talking to them and then you'll see next release oh man cool fuck they added this to their weekly roundup oh man oh, I popped up on this playlist and then sure enough bit by bit, bit you string together all these little wins along the way you keep polishing your craft and meeting people and being a good person and then fucking two three years later, you're like whoa look i'm now a semi-established artist i've got people know about me you've got a platform you're building and it's and if you enjoyed the process then that's the fucking game then you're on yeah you just keep leveling up bit by bit um and you enjoy the fucking wins along the way yep 100 percent um So
0: I guess when we're talking about like the near future, it's very difficult to predict what's coming um, because we don't know when the vaccine's coming. That means that, you know, planning things is so difficult. Um, But when it comes to what plans artists and bands can put in place now, when they're thinking about the future,
1: what kind of things spring to your mind um i would say to pull it two different threads in this period um you want to one get through the next six months get to the end of the year whatever that looks like um if that's mm. just fucking not putting anything out but working on yourself whatever it looks like to get to the end of the year um mm. and then um assessing and putting together some long-term p- plans in january i think you can't make any big movements to start to think about what direction things are going to eventually end up because that could just the carpet could get swept from under you at any fucking minute so i think mm-hmm. it's all right in these times in these COVID fucking restrictions what can we do for the next six months all right cool we're just going to do a live stream once a week yeah we don't know if it'll build a big fan base but we're going to do it to keep things moving to keep a light schedule going um So just do whatever that COVID, I guess, restricted planning for the next six months till the end of the year. Um, And then in January being okay with, all right, now we're gonna assess things and put together a yearly plan. Um, Ideally, yes, you would put a fucking 2021 plan together now and you can fucking do all your quarterly planning, but we just don't kind of have that liberty. And I think so it's for people who like planning, it's hard, but you just kind kind of let go of it and go, cool. The next six months is a fucking, is almost a write-off. It's like just well, put together a six, to me, it's a six month plan. Th- it's a short interim plan to get to, all right, let's see where we're at at the start of next year.
0: Yeah. I think now is a great time to be, um, utilizing what you've already got one. So going back into your, um, you know, catalog of music videos, pictures things like that stuff that you can actually use that you built up over the time of before this and redistribute it sorry redistribute it put it out again make um you know posts about past songs how you got to writing them the recording process, yeah. Show that your sort process.
1: Like that's the biggest thing people yeah. want to see. Obviously, you know, as an artist, you do want to keep some things to yourself. You don't want to let everything out of the bag. And there is um, some vulnerable parts to songwriting. But if you can show your process, even if it's parts of it, um, like that's fucking great. People want to watch that. It's like imagine mm. if you could watch fucking, um, you know, whoever go about writing the head tracks. Earlier, it's like just watching the process of people do shit yeah. is um is cool. Yeah.
0: Um, And then the other side to it is, obviously, especially for Victoria, because we're in lockdown or Melbourne, you know, you can't rehearse, there's no way that you can possibly rehearse. So what better time to be songwriting by yourself sharing all of your ideas over over the internet to your other band members really building up a bank of stuff so that when you can get back to rehearsing and getting back into the rehearsal room together you can really go hard at working on all of this bank of stuff that you've built up uh, you know in this short term over however many months it might be you can really when gigs start to uh, you know open up whenever they do you'll have you'll have a really good bank of you know fresh new stuff that you've been working on and refining in the period when you haven't been able to play gigs what better time to do that um than now so start writing you know demos to yourself send them to each other then when you can get into the rehearsal room really work on getting the songs as tight as possible so that when gigs start opening up you can play some really really good gigs and start impressing people
1: yep 100 and but even on that i wouldn't even i won't even wouldn't even thought of of doing that till next year like i think for bands who are getting through this point i'd think just keep rehearsals off the table like don't even think about it. that's obviously where you want it to go <coughs> but next six months it's like just do that Songwrite, songwrite with new people even do it over zoom or something like that um find ways to get in touch like to in touch with new people um and i guess yeah, I do know, do what you can to kind of keep things rolling without that, without live shows. Cause they're just not going to be here.
0: The other reason though, to, to keep rehearsing when you can, when it's possible, when it's safe to do so is just to keep those chops up though. You know, it's, it's a, it's a form of practice and, mm. you know, rehearsing your instrument by yourself is great, but rehearsing it with other people, um, is something else entirely. So to me that that, if you're a band and you are wanting to be a a live performing band, that is still something that's really important, whether you can play gigs or not. I still think that that's a form of practice and refining your abilities. So to me, that's still something that's important. If that's the angle that you want to go down, if you're just a songwriter, you know, if you're just like releasing music and things like that, I agree. Just don't, don't even think about it. Focus on all your songs, but really my point of saying all that is there's all these numbers of different things that you Mm. can be doing right now, whether, whether, you know, it's possible or not the act of doing it and keeping your brain active in this sort of period is, is really important because if you want to come out of the gate swinging when things can happen, then you will, you'll set yourself up for success there.
1: Nice. Wise words there from Stewie. Wise words. Indeed. (laughs) wanker. Yeah, sweet.
0: <laughs> um, nice. So we've got some, um, pretty cool things, um, planned. We are going to be having a, a few chats with, um, coach Canatelli. Coach. Um, we've got, yeah, we got some things penciled in. Um, look forward to that over the next couple of weeks.
1: Yep. Um, going to have more and apart from that, more remote
0: podcasts. Yep. We'll try and get some guests on. If we can.
1: Stewie has pledged not to shave until stage four lockdown ends. Thank you, Stewie. Well, I
0: look, I don't know if I can. I just don't know if it's possible. You know,
1: <laughs> We're going to see how long his quarantine beard can get. The thing is it grows out
0: <laughs> and I look like a Bushman. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that.
1: Uh, it's I like gold. it
0: nice and refined.
1: But yes, we will be coming back into the airwaves more frequently now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, as you mentioned, we'll have coach a few other guests involved um, and we'll casually work our way through whatever is on our mind during this COVID period. Yep. Awesome. Nice one. Well,
0: yep. Thank you for joining us again. Um, you know, like, subscribe, all that sort of business. Um, and yeah, we will catch you next time for the next marshall street podcast thanks marsh
1: thank you enjoy everyone peace